0: Hello, everyone. I am thrilled today to be with Valerie Bittner. Valerie Bittner is a model, actor, voice artist, and consultant. No job too big, too small, or too bizarre. On any given day, Valerie can be found modeling in a print ad for a local restaurant, having her face torn off by a werewolf, representing one of her many clients at trade shows or teaching, performing for media at Northampton Community College. Welcome, Valerie, to the podcast. I am so happy to see you again. Um, we have met and but yeah. uh, quite a while ago. Yeah, and it's great to have you on the
1: podcast. It's so good to see you, and thank you so much for having me.
0: So let's start at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I know in another recording, I. You mentioned that you started modeling later than most people start. Tell us how you got into modeling and that and that arena.
1: I was 29 years old. I was sitting in the hairdresser chair, uh, having my gray covered because I went prematurely gray. And a woman came up to me and said, have you ever considered modeling? And I laughed in the poor woman's face. And but I did take her card. Um, I went to the agency that she was from and they tried to sell me photos and classes. And I'm like, look, I'm the mother of two small children. You know, I'm not going to be paying out of pocket. Uh, And the woman said, I'm going to prove to you that you can't get a job without pictures. Go on this audition. And it was for a bridal show. And I booked it. So. I took that money and had my first headshots done and it just snowballed from there. And I said, I would do it for as long as people will pay me to do it. And here I am 30 years later and they're still paying me to do it. So how lucky am I?
0: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you've also branched out.
1: You do voice work as well. Well, that kind of came about because back in the day, the person who was on camera in the commercial was also the person doing the voiceover. So we would be out in the field, we'd shoot the commercial, go back to the studio, they would throw you in a booth and you would do the voiceover. Nowadays, you can be the woman on camera in the commercial and some lady in Muskogee, Wisconsin wearing her fuzzy bunny slippers is the one doing the voiceover, and she's just sending the audio in. So as I've grown in this business, I've also had to learn a lot, learn the technology of recording yourself and editing it and uploading it uh, to send to, you know, various companies. So it's as wonderful as technology has changed my business You got to learn so many new things in order to stay up with it.
0: Yeah, Uh, everything changes every day by the minute. It's Mm -hmm. crazy uh, how much we all have to
1: learn on a day to day basis. Well, like the good Um, thing came out of covid was um, you self tape your auditions now And so you don't have to run to New York. You don't have to run to Philadelphia. So because you're making that trip without the promise of getting the job, at least if I just walk up here to my office, shoot it. I normally have a big green screen uh, behind me. Um, You know, you can shoot your audition and just send it off. You know, it, it makes it so much easier. But again, You have to, you know, have a good place to record and uh, know how to upload it and send it to the right people, et cetera.
0: Sure. Um, Even that's
1: getting, though, easier, though. So. Well, I will tell you, for the werewolf movie that I shot in the spring. I didn't know that it was a horror film. When you get what they call sides, I got one page of script and it was a couple waking up on the morning of their 20th wedding anniversary. And it was just a few lines, but it was a two person scene. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to do a two person scene? So as you can see, I have a day bed here in my office. Um, So I own a skeleton from another movie. So I threw a T-shirt on the skeleton, threw him into bed. And I did the scene with the skeleton. So then when I zoomed with the director and the producer in Los Angeles, they well, first they came on the screen and both of them had horror movie posters behind them. And I'm thinking, hmm, wait a minute. And they went on and on about how they loved my audition. So my skeleton, Mr. Bones, as my grandchildren have called him, uh, got me the job.
0: That's fabulous. So having mentioned that particular movie, you've been in another horror film as well.
1: Tell us about your your film work. (laughs) Um, My very first film was a story uh, just for the time being. That was an independent film shot here in the Valley. Uh, And I played musician John Popper's wife in that movie so that's where i started in that in particular case i was just supposed to be a background extra i had taken an acting class with the writer director and i was just excited about being a background extra and he called me on a friday evening saying the actress playing lisa was unable to make it the following day and would i come in and play lisa and of course I thought about it for a hot second and I said, absolutely. And so the following day, you know, I found myself on the set. Um, since then, I've in movies, I've played a, um, a police detective. I recently, very proudly, won uh, Best Comedy Short at the Cannes Independent Film Festival for my role in Frankenstein's Wife in the title role. Uh, it wasn't so much of a horror as it was a comedy. Uh, so we had a lot, a lot of fun uh, doing that. And most recently, a couple of weekends ago, I was murdered by a 10 year old. <laughs> that must have been an experience. It it, it was. It was. And um Another one, a good reason that my children never got into my business. uh, The movie is called Cigarette and the girls are caught smoking. And in the smoking scene, the girls are looking at the script and they're like, what's a drag? And I said, oh, honey, that's when you inhale. And I'm like, I'm teaching a 10 year old how to smoke. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) cautionary tale for anybody who wants to put their child in this business so uh luckily they didn't know how to smoke so that that was probably uh a good thing but yeah yeah so
0: for sure um so you've been doing a lot of traveling then yeah
1: yeah i i do uh travel quite a bit um i'm fortunate that In those kinds of instances, there's usually lodging available. And uh, I drive a Prius for that reason. Um, And luckily, this time of year is slow because, well, the Northeast is nothing but snow and ice right now.
0: For sure. So when you when you're working in the film industry, uh, where do they mostly shoot?
1: Is it always the West Coast? No, like with the um with the movie Twelve to Midnight, um they shot half of it in Los Angeles, and the producer was lamenting to a very good friend actor of mine, Dan Roebuck. Um, uh, you may remember him from Matlock Lost uh, and his you know sea of films. And the producer said, we need to find an abandoned coal mine and an abandoned railway station. And Dan said, y'all need to come to Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. And it was because of that. And because Dan has uh, produced several films in this area, they hooked up with his casting director who sent me the sides that got me in the movie. So. Yeah, I filmed that, you know, 40 minutes from my house, which was wonderful. But the majority of my work has been in New York and Philadelphia. That's wonderful.
0: You've also done a lot of voice work. Uh, Tell us about uh, the voice and also your
1: print modeling work. Oh, okay. Um, Well, the voice work came from back in the day when, you know, you would be in the commercial and then they would throw you in a booth and you would record the voiceover for it. Nowadays, you can be just the voice um, and somebody else is portraying the character in the commercial. So I am still not the greatest at recording and compressing and editing, um, I'm getting better at it. Um, so I do a lot of, uh, local, uh, web videos, commercials, uh, and I was an audio tour, which was, Probably the most exciting uh, one that I did if you went on the Steel Street tours uh, surrounding Bethlehem. And I was able to personalize it, which was wonderful. Um, yeah, you got to listen to me for two hours uh, telling you about the various uh, sites and uh, history of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So that that one I really, really enjoyed. Lots of colleges. Uh, I had a friend call me who has a uh, sign business. And he realized that the audio on his web video still was using his old address that he hadn't been at for two years. Valerie, can you rerecord this and record it with our new address? Sure. No problem. Um, so I do a lot of that. Yeah. And then the print um, fun, 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 fun. Uh, I, I always like to say um, that having original photography on your website, on your marketing, is just it gives people a sense of connection. Um, instead of using stock images, I always like to use the example that the local, local urologist who's selling an erectile dysfunction drug. And the local financial planner who's selling, you know, financial planning to a retired couple can be using the same picture. And is that what you want? Um, So when you have the picture of the real restaurant and and patrons enjoying, you know, their food, um, I recently did um, print work for two local restaurants, uh, LPDOs and Tacos and Tequila. Uh, That was a fun one. Um, And yeah, just laughing and enjoying great food and drinks and somebody snaps picture. Man, you can't ask for a better day than that. And it's wonderful
0: that um, you're in an area where you can work with local business and a lot of small businesses really don't know who to reach out to. Um, So you do a lot of consulting as well. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that part of your business.
1: I have been in this business now 30 years. I have been in the best of commercials and I have been in the worst of commercials. I have seen what works and what doesn't. I've also seen businesses spend good money. On bad marketing, when they could spend a little more money, create great marketing that is actually going to attract paying customers. Um, As you know, because how we met, I'm a serial business networker. And when I have the opportunity to speak in front of the group, I just don't stand up there and talk about, you know, my acting work. I. Try to inform them on how to choose a production company, why you are 40% more likely to turn website viewers into paying customers with original photography on your website, um, that the audio portion of your outgoing message or marketing is most likely the first impression people are going to get of your business. Uh, I've been using the example recently, um, I called my podiatrist's office. Yes, I'm old enough to have a podiatrist now. And in the outgoing message, it ended with somebody will probably call you back. Oh, Big miss, big miss. When I get a voiceover script, the first thing I do is read it through, Uh, make sure that I'm phonetically sounding out names correctly, uh, but also looking for those little things, because many people will write something to be read, not to be spoken especially if there are small business cutting corners and and I'll make those changes. I've even um, a lovely gentleman that I know, uh, John Nielsen, has a restaurant cleaning business. He cleans grease traps and he said, Val, I'm I'm a guy with a van and a scrub brush. I'm only using my cell phone. And so I went on his website. I wrote an outgoing message for him, grabbed his cell phone. And now you get, hi, you have reached Nielsen's Commercial Cleaning. We are the number one restaurant clean, and blah, 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 blah. So now it sounds like you're calling a brick and mortar business. It's just a little bit more professional. And um, I enjoy educating local businesses on those types of ways to improve their marketing.
0: Excellent. And so needed. And today, uh, one of the, th- the themes that has been just reoccurring in my life is that personal touch, the personal message, the personal connection. Um, because everything has become so automated yes. that businesses, big and small, have lost that part of their service Mm -hmm. and you working with small businesses enables people to get an amazing first impression, but also understand that they're dealing with real people with Mm -hmm. real businesses. And I think so much of that
1: has been lost. Too many businesses focus on we're the friendly and honest business. Those are two things I wanna assume about you. If I'm Googling for a particular business, there is obviously a product or a service that I am in need of. I need to find out how you are the Superman who's gonna swoop in and save my day. So I need that bit of information. A lot of businesses uh, forget to add a call for action at the end friend us on Facebook, you know, QR code for a 10% discount, buy three tires, get the fourth one for free. Those kinds of messages are going to make somebody click forward uh, or pick up the phone and, and call you. And yeah, really, really important. But if the first words out of, if you're wasting 10 seconds of your 30 second spot, with we're friendly and honest, I've I probably already moved on.
0: Good information, um, ex- excellent information. Uh, and you've also worked with um, two businesses that you represent. Uh, one is TBJ. Tell us how you got connected with them.
1: TBJ Gourmet uh, came to our area for a. Uh, holiday market called Chris Kindle Mart. And uh, they were looking for trade show hostess. And that's how I initially got connected with them. I think they quickly realized I wasn't what used to be called a booth babe. Uh, I was somebody who was eager to learn all about their business so that I can stand there uh, if I was by myself and speak intelligently about them and about their product. Uh, And it slowly grew from there to where I have traveled to Las Vegas with them, to New York City with them. TBJ Gourmet makes a wonderful product called Bacon Jam, which started out as a burger topping, and now people slap this stuff on just about everything. So um, it's fun to watch their business grow.
0: Oh, wonderful. And you get to really understand different businesses and how they work and function as well. Sure. Because when I
1: originally connected with them, it was for uh, retail direct. Now they're branching out to uh, restaurants, uh, grocery stores, and understanding those levels of the business as they go on. Um, it's, again, only makes me a better spokesperson for their company that they take me along on these trips.
0: So Wonderful. And you've also worked with Battleborn. Tell us about your experience with them, how you got connected, and what they do.
1: Well, talk about your social media connections. Battleborn founder Chris Yarnell connected with me on LinkedIn and invited me to his uh, Friday morning coffee and conversation. And as you know, I'm a serial network, I have to go. And met an amazing group of people so what battleborn does is it's veterans helping veterans um whether it be their trauma yoga classes um finding jobs uh, helping with you know food it, it could be just about anything and what chris likes to say is if we can't help you we can find somebody who can and it's just an amazing organization I recently teamed up with a online magazine called Heartbeat Zine, and I said, if we truly want to be the heartbeat of the Lehigh Valley, we need to highlight some of these small local charities. And I said, I want to start with Chris Yarnell and the editor of the magazine, Kate, said do it. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, I'm I'm a writer. So uh, I spent a few hours uh, with Chris interviewing him and wrote the article, but he's infectious. He's so passionate that I, um, anything that I can do, I told him if he's having an event and if he needs somebody to be master of ceremonies host, I am more than happy to do that for him. I do that for a lot of charities in my area. Uh, the one that I am most passionate about. I am also president of the Race for Adam Foundation. I met the Reikis uh at a dine and donate. I was invited. gee, let's go out for Italian food in this small charity. And when I met Amy and Sean and their son Adam, uh, Adam has an ultra rare disease which is called Neiman-Pick type C, only 500 children worldwide have it. So I looked at this family and I was like, this family needs me. I've done breast cancer um, uh, events. I've done leukemia lymphoma society events, muscular dystrophy events. This family really um Needed uh, some help, and uh, when they asked me to be the president of the organization, a couple of years later, I happily took on the title. Uh, so that's been a passion of mine, and there'll be an article about them coming up soon.
0: How wonderful! And so, what is on the horizon for you coming
1: uh, in the in the future? Well, I go back to school tomorrow night um, to teach my class uh, performing for media. When Northampton Community College called me and asked me to teach this class, I'm like, y'all know that I've only been a college professor on television, right? And (laughs) um, when they told me the five objectives of the class, and I'm like, oh, I can do that in my sleep. And then I was like, that's why we want you. So this will be my third year teaching. And each group of students is cooler than the last. So I'll I'll give you an example. My class was crashed last year by um, a gentleman who could have gotten credit for as much time as he spent in my class. I included him in acting exercises. One day I even gave him a quiz because it's like, hey, I know you know this stuff. Uh, He had a film premiere at um, a local theater, uh, The Roxy, Uh, here in North, Northampton, in adjacent town. And he wrote me and he's like, Valerie, will you come? Will you come? Uh, Another student from that class, uh, Cam, is uh, going to be in a theater production. That's actually a charity event coming up at Allentown Symphony Hall. And will you come? Will you come? So. I have to think that I'm doing something right in connecting with these young people, letting them know my experiences um, and just having a great time with them and hopefully teaching them something.
0: So wonderful and important these days, um, because so many of us are in front of a camera a good deal of
1: time. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So no matter what area of business they go in, mm-hmm. whether it be in um, some type of entertainment or even in another type of business, being in front of the camera is paramount.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, look how many job interviews are via Zoom these days. It's... um Crazy how often. And we have seen uh, great participants in a Zoom meeting and we've seen not so great. (laughs) I was in a Zoom networking meeting and this woman who didn't even bother getting out of her pajamas was walking us around her house Um, when we were trying to have a meeting and it was funny, one of the other participants texted me and they said, gee, I hope she doesn't take us into the bathroom with her. It it just became, um, a thing. So yeah, having a presence, um, is important.
0: So true. So true. So tell us about your website and how people can find you and more about uh, anything that we've missed in the interview.
1: Okay, so um, people can find me at valeriebittner.com. A lot of information there. You can go straight to my booking page. That would be lovely. Um, There you'll also find, you know, uh, my demo reel, my resume. um, And then all of my other experience is listed because a lot of people don't realize How they can use me. Uh, I was recently at a networking uh meeting, uh ladies doing business, and a woman came in, said she was a life coach. Uh, and so like I my opening line is always, hi, you know, what's your business? And she told me and she goes, Oh, what do you do? I said, I'm an independent model actress and voiceover artist. And she said, What are you doing here? Not understanding how she could use me um so uh along with you know the obvious on camera acting spokesperson for your web video uh spokesperson at a trade show i love to sit down with clients i represented um Works, and When I sat down with her, I gained so much information that when I represented her at a uh, bridal show, people thought it was my business. And that's when I know I'm doing a good job. If I can speak so good, you know, about your business um, and to make people think I own it. So that's always fun. But yeah, like you said in your opening, no job too big, too small or too bizarre. I have done it all.
0: So good to know. Uh, So for our listeners, all of that information will be in the show notes. So please reach out. Um, Valerie is amazing, absolutely amazing to work with and uh she's had so much experience and has so much knowledge uh she's a pleasure to work with so definitely check out the show notes for all of her information and um on her website you'll also see some of the um films that she's worked on uh that you can check out online as well uh through imdb and also uh through youtube videos um which i totally enjoyed i Aww, totally enjoyed and so i welcome everybody to check out your website and the information will be in the show notes and thank you so very much for joining me today oh thank you
1: and it was so good to see you this was really great
0: thank you for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.